it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Grounds Crew. Uh, thank you for joining us as always. Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, smash it. Smash it, if that's something you're into. Um, last time we met, trade deadline was approaching. We are now just a week out from the trade deadline arriving, and a lot has happened since then, especially on the day of the deadline. I think it's fair to say we could just jump right into it that the Dodgers won the trade deadline. Is that is that a fair fair take? Yes. Cool. They pulled off the they got the best. Trade. They got the probably the most impactful long term player players, honestly. But they got the most. So, so Trey Turner, they have years of control still up. Yep. So, and, and at a reasonable rate. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of the top three shortstops in the game. He might be the best hitting shortstop in baseball, not named Tatis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got that guy cost-controlled for a year or so mm-hmm. uh, past this, or even maybe two years past this. Uh, and they got Scherzer, who will show up for them in the playoffs. Big time. Uh, he will be one of their three best guys when you're going to go and put arms up and, mm-hmm. and go against everybody. So I don't look at them and say that they won the trade deadline because their regular season will be substantially better because I think they were already a great team. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think that they, they were always going to start figuring out more and more of what was going on. Mm-hmm. From a long-term standpoint, they've covered themselves at shortstop. Yep. They don't have to worry about some of the things that are going on there. Um, and I know that they, they potentially are losing their shortstop. Mm-hmm. In free agency, get a first round pick for him now. Cool, yep. uh, but the playoffs where your top three pitchers matter so much more. Getting Scherzer for this year will mean everything. Mm-hmm. My team that wanted that I think is going to help them the most this season, mm-hmm. change everything about even them potentially making the playoffs, is the Yankees. Yep, absolutely. Um, That's my next thing. We have harped on the Yankees are misbuilt multiple times. Mm-hmm. That they were misaligned multiple times. That. They just had the same guy at every position, big righty power hitting guy like who can't play a full season because he's always hurt. Yep. And you you brought in two lefty bats in a division that lefty bats can crush. Yep. Uh, and they just immediately has changed everything. Yep. Anthony Rizzo has been mega impactful for them over the last like five games, doing everything that they could have asked for him. Um, and he's won a series. Yep. So he's got he's that there. experience. Absolutely. That helps them. And it, it even if you want to say that you think Luke Voigt is going to be a breakout star this year, right? <laughs> Josh that was Gerson. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of season has happened since yeah. then. Um, if, if you, even if you thought you, you like Voigt and you have all these other things, Rizzo balances the lineup so much better. Absolutely. Um, so even if they were performing at the identical thing, with the rules on how a reliever has to come in and has to see at least three guys, mm-hmm. things like that, it's going to make such a huge difference. And then Gallo can become what I think that they at times have lacked, mm-hmm. which is who is their guy who's performing at a high level and is the heart and soul of their team. Because Judge might be their best player, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like he was the guy who was the engine that made it move. Yeah. Right? And if you look back in time, a lot of Yankees fans, I know who the last guy who was their engine was. Mm-hmm. It was Didi. Yeah. Right? Didi was the engine. Didi, yeah. Didi made everything go. And they haven't had a Didi guy. Mm-hmm. 
this becomes a Didi guy, a guy who was a Yankees fan growing up, big energy, a uh, 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 big moment, had a big moment yesterday, like yeah. hit a home run, win the game. Like those moments I think Gallo is going to bring that mm-hmm. nobody on the lineup was bringing. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely big for them. They got that big power bat and the, the versatile bat with Rizzo. And I, I love those moves. I think it's exactly what they needed. Um, and I saw something, too, and I thought it was very interesting. The Red Sox also were kind of in on Rizzo, and I think he would have also been great for them for what they need. And they went with Schwarber instead for whatever reason. Maybe just the, the chips didn't fall right for them. Um, do you like that move? Schwarber? Schwarber? Yeah. I, I, so, again, Schwarber was absolutely tanking the ball, and sure. then he got hurt for a moment in time. Uh, but, I mean, you look back in time, he's also a, a, a former Cub, mm-hmm. right? So you look at that lineup, you go back years ago, he was the guy right. for a hot moment as the premium bat in that lineup over Rizzo and over Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I love the Schwarber idea because if his bat's all the way on, he's a big banger that brings mm-hmm. a lot of noise too. And again, I think it was just a, the rich getting richer. They had had a good part of their year. Mm-hmm. Bringing in somebody with that kind of impact, even if he's not playing every day, yeah. is going to benefit them. And we know it's not just about the regular season. Absolutely. If Yankees fans have learned one thing, it is not just about the regular season. Yep. And you've got to prepare for what are the things that you're going to see in the postseason mm-hmm. at the deadline. I think what their, what their one issue is going to be is finding a place for him, at least in regular season not like a great outfielder hasn't played first base really like so they're kind of gonna have to move him around a little bit but yes i agree when they comes to approaching the postseason it's the the, uh, al east is going to be a tight one um i think he'll be very impactful and and that's the that's one of the things in the postseason that changes a lot your bullpen comes in sooner Mm -hmm. right We're, we're making a move if a guy isn't on we need to stop the bleeding immediately. We can't. We're not saving innings on our guys any longer. We're yeah. not. We're not trying to lengthen and make sure our bullpen doesn't get burnt out over the cross of 162. We got to win in the series. So in that moment, that means that you're going to have times where you're going to have a pinch hitter coming up to replace people when you get to the like AL versus NL, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a situation where you're going against the Dodgers, if you're the Red Sox and, and you got you got to you got to have your your pitcher is hitting. Right when you get to that moment where you got to pull the trig, having a bench with a guy who can bang mm-hmm. creates double switch opportunities and all these things where you can now play up. Absolutely, and it's a thing that you don't worry about all year long, but it will become a thing when you get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I again, I don't worry about them the rest of the regular season. Right, they just got to win enough games that they make the postseason. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, are you built to? Are you built to go? Yep. Um, and right now, obviously, I think the, the, the Dodgers are the most built to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, I, I, I love what that, the ALEs did in general. Yep. Another big name that went there, Berrios. Um, it seemed like during the deadline, as it was all happening, the price for him was crazy high. It, it was and, crazy and high. The, and the Blue Jays paid it. They sent Austin yep. Martin and uh, Simeon Woods over to the Twins, two great prospects that are definitely going to be in the league within the next couple of years. Um, I think, you know, looking at the Blue Jays roster, like I didn't really see a place for Martin in the near future. Maybe if you want to stick him at like third, but – up the middle they were really good with Biggio and um and Bichette so like what what was he really going to do and and Simeon Woods another great prospect so I think the move was great for them I think Barrios 
I think they'll attempt to keep him long term because he is a really good number two, maybe even number one guy. Uh, but yeah, the, the moves in the AL East, everybody did something, and and they're and all the right things to like get them at least in the conversation for hey, I can take the wild card or the division. So um, so something that uh something that I I kind of we've talked about Barrios. I think the move I would have loved to see try to happen or try to be pitched was a a judge for Barrios moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I continue to I continue to go on that because I think that it would have given Minnesota the big bet that would have been impactful for them long term cuz they just lost that with Cruz. So you would have but you also have cost control and he's a superstar, borderline superstar guy. Mm-hmm. But pitching is so hard to come by at the level that Barrios has been. So Barrios when you look at his career, his ERA is a 405. But here's the thing. Out of the last 5 years, he has never had above a 4. So his worst ERA is 4.00 in the last five seasons. The four out of the five years, he's a below a four ERA. This year, 2021, he's at 3.31. Two years ago, he was an all-star at 3.68. The year before that, 3.84. The only reason his ERA lifetime is as high as it is is his rookie year, he had an eight ERA. They threw him to the Wolves and let him get experience. Mm -hmm. But here's a guy who's in his mid, mid to late 20s who is a borderline one high-end yeah, number two guy. Exactly amazing stuff. And when you look at a, a team like both the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays, this is a guy who's going to impact this division for, for moving forward. Yep. Because you're going to re-sign him, but now you have a guy who's, who's a three-something ERA guy. And Yankees fans, who have you had recently who you could comp that guy to? I mean, if you're talking about what's what's Garrett Cole's ERA been like? So Garrett over the last year with the Yankees, Garrett Cole this year is a three one one. Okay, there you a go, three one one guys in, in the American League. So he's not Barrios is not Cole, mm-hmm. but Barrios isn't a big step away from Cole. No, definitely not. Right, and like. Yep. That that's what I think is the is is what people kind of forget is everybody's looking back. Oh no, well Garrett Cole's a two something ERA guy. Guys, career three two ERA, mm-hmm. and the biggest reason why it's a three two is he spent a three year pe- period of time using sticky stuff on his hand that got him below a three ERA. the The last year he was with Pittsburgh four two ERA. Year before right. that three eight eight. Yep. Right. He had a 2015 where he was lights out with a two six. Mm-hmm. The year before that three six five. The year before that three two two. Now the guy he is right now the three one one. It's roughly who he is. Yeah. Right. That's yep. roughly who he is now. Is his ERA a little higher because he plays in the AL East? Sure. But Barrios was a big get, and I love I love that for the long term prospects of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Because I've said to you, and we talked with Hunter when we were talking with Hunter Pence about yep. this. I said I, the, guy, the team that I'm really interested in the second half is what do the Blue Jays do? Because they didn't have Springer for a large part of their season. Yep. And Springer was their 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 big get. He was their big guy. And he wasn't playing a ton of games. He's currently batting 288 with 13 home runs in limited exposures. He's only, mm-hmm. he's only played in 39 games this year. But if he's that player, which is his 2019 season, when he was an all-star, mm-hmm. With what the rest of that young lineup looks like, with what the, that team's gonna, you, you got to worry. 
The AL East is going to be fun. And they're going to steal. Fun. And they're going to steal games at the end of the year. And you know what's going to happen? And I'm 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 looking forward to it when that series happens and Barrios pitches against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to find out what happens. Yep. And something else that Hunter Pence was talking about was the Giants needing to make a move. Yes. And he wanted Scherzer. Obviously, that didn't happen. He went to another team in the West. But they did get Bryant. And Evan Longoria has been hurt, and I think it's a phenomenal move for them. Impact bat. They're still trucking along, holding on to that division, no problem. Um, I love it. I think that's, that's exactly what they needed. He, he's, uh, you know, obviously playoff guy. He's been there before. I, I, th- I think they hold on to it. I think it, it, we at the All Star game we had questions still, and more and more is are, are they going to continue all the way to the end? They're almost at seventy wins. Yeah. They're, I don't see them stopping for anything. They're killing it. The the thing for me with with the Giants that that I still have questions on now mm-hmm. is it was Brian enough to move the needle for winning this year? Winning the series? No, win, winning period. Period. Because the reality is for me is you you just gave up some of your future mm-hmm. for a really solid upper echelon player. Who's going to be a free agent? Now you guys can resign him, and they've got a lot of budget mm-hmm. next year. So showing him the culture, having him win there, Chris Bryant might sign with them. For what he signs, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. However, do you think that Bryant gives them enough that they even it, it matters in the division at this point? Like we just said, if the Dodgers won it. And the Dodgers are super loaded across the board. Mm-hmm. And they just got Cole Hamels, so we didn't even talk about that. Uh, and, yeah. and Cole Hamels will be a, a solid player, but I don't anticipate sure. that he's going to crush. He was assigning to lengthen them to the postseason. Yes. Well, that's all I'm saying. They're making they're making every attempt to have Which this is what maximum the, depth. The Mets did with Peavy. You mean uh, uh not yeah for <laughs> why am I saying Peavy? Rich Hill. Rich Hill. Yes. Um, we're talking about the the, the Giants. The, the, <laughs> NL West, and yes. I'm thinking of the Padres. Yeah. Um, so the having a guy who can just eat innings for you now has value. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that you pull that trigger when you see what they had done. Because this was the last move. This was the very last move of free agency. So yep. you had seen Scherzer. You had seen Trey Turner already go into mm-hmm. your division. Yep. You had to have sat there and said, what are we doing this for? Well, I think the thing is, too, is I think they would have rather get a pitcher, but it was limited who was available. That was really the issue is that it was Barrios, Scherzer, and then there was quite a bit of fall off. And if, I don't think anybody was if, impacted If you enough. were going to put money into this year, you had to go all in. It had to be chips all in on the table. Yeah. And I feel like they they won a big hand. Mm-hmm. But the other, the guy across the table still has the bigger stack. That's true. And I don't know why you would give up uh, uh, some prospects that you felt like were maybe next year guys mm-hmm. for a guy who might leave, and then you might also not win the division. Because what's their lead on the Dodgers right this second? I'm not sure. Because I, I thought at one point in time they were only a couple of games ahead. Let's see. The Giants are up four on the Dodgers and seven and a half on the Padres. So my thing to you is, is that you now added Scherzer to that. They're going to win more games with Scherzer pitching. Of course. Because what did they lose? And we, we, we can't 
can't neglect this. But the Dodgers I, lost? Yeah. The, they, Bauer has been out. Bauer's been out, ba- but they Bauer's, also... But Bauer's been out. Yeah. So they had to kind of find pitching a little bit for mm-hmm. what was under-anticipated that that guy was going to sure, be gone. And uh, not sure uh, Kershaw's been hurt as well. But, but the Bauer situation, you couldn't... Like, there's a lot of things that were up in the air. Right, yeah. he keeps getting pushed back. If he he's even going to be allowed to play this year, which I right? doubt. Which I doubt also. Yeah. At this point, just suspend him for the year if that's what you guys want to do. Yeah, you know, just 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 say, hey, we're we're doing a permanent leave. He's not suspended. He still gets paid, but like he's on permanent leave. Mm-hmm. Right, he he he's gone until this is everything is solved. Um, but they lost that and they weren't anticipating it. So that team went through a little bit of a down regression mm-hmm. because those those things were there. You now bring in one of the top five bats in this season, and you bring in the guy who started the All Star game. Yep. For four games, you have a four. You think Chris Bryant protected that much? I just don't, and like that's my concern. They're going to play a bunch of more head to head games, and every yep. one of those games is going to pick up more than a game, right? You're 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 picking up full full wins and full losses against each other. Mm-hmm. It's just. Do you think they made it because they anticipate that being the thing that keeps them winning this year? Or was this a play of, it'll get us to the postseason, mm-hmm. it'll help us in the postseason, but it's for next year? Maybe. I think it, it definitely was a question, like you said, of you need to go all in. And I think that's one of the Mets things, was that they, di- they didn't want to give up their, their future. For, for, like, the question marks of Barrios and whoever, because um, the, the price, like I said, was super high. And I, I thought the Mets the, the Mets did great with with their trade for Javi. For Javi? So, so Pico Armstrong, whatever projection you want to give, if you want to say he was his comp was also Jared Kalenic, mm-hmm. that they were similar He's players. He's 130 right now. Who's, at one point in time, was batting 111. Like, yeah. he might be a guy at some point in time. But, again, that was the point. Yep. Where, was Kalenic going to play for the Mets this year? Doubtful. No. Yeah. Right? He wouldn't have been the guy for the Mets this year. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a worse player than Pilar has been. Yep. Right? So you weren't gonna you weren't going to force him into this situation, and the Mets have been – in a situation where they've gotten good production at key points. Mm -hmm. So he still wouldn't be up for the Mets. You might be telling me next year is the first year where you could have anticipated Kalenic maybe having a shot at breaking with the Mets. Sure. Because Conforto might not be back. Dom Smith is going to be in left. Looks like Nimmo's the guy who's going to stick around and probably take over right field for Conforto mm-hmm. if Conforto's moved, and they have to find somebody to be their center fielder. So next year you could say it. But if the Mets win the division this year, and you've got all the money that's potentially going into this team, Kalenic wasn't going to be the guy anyway. Yep. Because they weren't going to go with an unproven rookie who wasn't absolutely tearing it up. They would give him a shot. Right. But if he played this way... Yep. He's not worth it for them at this point. And, nope. and and at that point in time, I'd rather have what Edwin Diaz has been. Absolutely. For the Mets at times this year than what Kalenic will be in four years. Mm-hmm. Because at that point in time, the reality is the Mets can sign a guy who's just as good. Yep. And Crow Armstrong was hurt, and he's so far away. So I don't, far away. Not a big deal at he's all He's three, to four years away. And Javi, even if Javi's a third or a second baseman for the Mets, if they re-sign him, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate he's going to sign for $30 million a year. No, definitely right? not. Right? He's not that guy. 
but he's going to sign for really good money. But I think Javi is a great piece defensively. Mm-hmm. They could do some things with him. They, they have options there. Yep. So to, to get a guy who also allows you to bridge the gap with Lindor and, hey, you don't have to rush back as fast, work on your stuff. Mm-hmm. When he comes back, I mean, we, we talk about it. Lindor has been much better since he he slumped hard in the beginning of the year. Yep. And since then, he's like a 275 guy with a high on base percentage and big slugging. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he's been a really good player. Javi was the right kind of move. Yep. Did well, I think that that was the move, the the end all be all move? No. But when you add that with Cookie coming back, mm-hmm. I'm fine with the Mets, even though they're absolutely to- toiling away with the exact same bullshit. Yep. Every day, where they win one, lose one, win one. They've been a sub 500 team for the last 60 games. Yep. Now they're half game up in first. Uh, going into a series with the Phillies this weekend. Uh, Probably one of the most important series of the year, and honestly, the the rest of August for the Mets, it's it's going to be very very tough. They got Phillies, Nationals, then we play the Dodgers and Giants back to back in four separate series. So we got like sixteen games with the Giants and Dodgers, yeah, in a row. See, but that's the thing that really like frustrates me with the with the the Mets. They play up to competition. Sure. And they play down to it. Yep. They we- tend to, to fight and battle the great teams and win games. Like, even look at the series. Did it go exactly the way the Mets would have wanted? No. But look at the series with the Braves. It was like back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Yeah. Right? Like, and they look they look good. So then you roll into a series where you're like, okay, they should they should win some games. Mm-hmm. And they Marlins. can't do anything. Nope. Didn't do, didn't do jack against the Marlins. We had seven games with the Pirates before the All-Star break. I think we went three and four. And then, Definitely not acceptable. And then the Phillies will come and they'll play against the and they'll like sweep them. Yeah, and it's we'll like love to see that this weekend. <laughs> and it's but, but the reality is is that like that's the frustrating thing I yep. think about the team in general right now. So some of the I think Degrom's done for the year. Yeah, I've really been at this point. It's in time, really scary, but it probably is the I case. I think Jake is done, and you replaced Jake with Cookie. The downside is is that you've had regression from Taiwan. Yep, big right? time. Oh, my God. D- doesn't look the same. People have figured out where he likes to sequence pitches. He's got to start changing some stuff up. He's still doing great, but he might be a guy who's also the five-inning rule mm-hmm. where, like, hey, third time through a rotation, this guy's got to be gone. Yeah. Because he's just – however he is, it's just not lining up with where it needs to be. And allow him to rebuild the confidence where he was before, where he felt like he could throw anything and blow it past the guy. Mm-hmm. Um Syndergaard's got to be a few weeks away. Yeah, I believe I, I saw somewhere that he's seeing uh, he, he's throwing live to hitters like this week. So I guess they're looking at a couple weeks from now, maybe the end of the month. But is that is that too far away? Is is that the are, are we already out of it by that point? Is there there's a very easy possibility of that? Uh, I so we had one bad start by. McGill. Yep. And but for the most part, he's been a godsend. Right. Um, so, like, with that being the case, we have to hold off to exactly where do we think we're going to be, mm-hmm. right? He's still rocking a 2.68 ERA over 40 innings. 40 absolutely. Let's just assume that he had a bad day, yep, right? Absolutely. For, for now, let's give him the benefit of the doubt because uh, uh, across all his starts, 
that's not the the guy he was in that one game has not been anything else. He's mm-hmm. he allowed 13 runs in 40 innings and he had 5 of them in the last start. That means that in the 35 previous innings he had allowed 8. Right? So he he it. almost doubled it. Yep. I he's probably somewhere between the two guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about their pitching with Cookie coming back. I think it goes back to they were where they were. They're slightly regressed from where they were. Mm by having the exchange of DeGrom to Carrasco. Yeah. Right? There's definitely a regression, but it hasn't been that much. No. Nope. He's still got to build up his innings. He's still got to get back. It's been a very long time since he pitched in games. But he's going to give you a high a high upside number two guy, mm-hmm. low number one starter. Yeah. The same thing with uh, Stroman. Taiwan's got to balance himself out. Mm-hmm. And then McGill has to just be like a, a mid to high three year a guy. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, it's all offense. It's entirely their the offense, offense. has been pitiful. It's not the pitching. And the bullpen has been great. Bullpen has been amazing. It's yes. not the pitching. It is entirely 100% that they have to deliver runs. And now you look and they lose a game 5-4 and you go, well, they scored a couple runs if the pitching. Had... No, no. You guys consistently don't score runs. The max you're scoring is four. Yep. They, they, there hasn't they're leaving been, like 12 plus runners on base a game. But when you brutal. look at how hot uh, uh, Pete Alonso has been, mm-hmm. you have a, a situation where that team should be way ahead of where they are. So I'd add, I'll, I'll throw this at you. We, we talked about who we thought were going to win divisions after the trade deadline and everything mm-hmm. else and where things are set up. Give me your winners. Give me your give me your give me your stuff. Give, go 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 line by line for me and tell me where where are we gonna end at? All right, I got the standings right here. Honestly, I'm running out of faith in the Mets. Love the Mets, but I'm gonna give it to the Phillies. Ye of little faith. Yeah, I know. And I, we talked about with with again. I said if the Phillies figure it out, they've got everything you need. Absolutely, to yes. Win. Their, their pitching staff's great, and they absolutely have the high upside offense. So I'm going to give it to the Phillies. NL Central, we talked about it at the All-Star game. I did not realize after the All-Star game, the Reds played the Brewers immediately. So they had the opportunity to close that ground. They did not. They got swept, I believe. So they are seven back now. So I'm going to stick with the Brewers in the Central. Uh, NL West, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to say the Giants. But I think it becomes very close at the end with the Dodgers. I, I don't have their schedule in front of me. Maybe I'm, I can I'm pull gonna it up guess. I'm gonna guess that somebody's playing somebody in the last couple Let's weeks see. of the season. They play the Padres a bunch at the end. So 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 the Padres can. Who do they finish against? Padres. And they finish against the Padres. Yeah. I, again, I'm I'm calling it right now. It's the Dodgers. Dodgers. Okay. The Dodgers. If if those two teams are playing each other that much at the end of the year. That means that the Dodgers are playing who at the end of the year? Like the Diamondbacks, probably. Right. Let's see. You're 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 playing. You're you're most likely playing the other team in your division. Yeah. Who you didn't get? So tell me who they finish against. They finish against the Brewers Ooh. and the Padres. Ooh. Am I on? Oh yeah. Hey, you know you're right. Yeah, yeah. Scroll up. I see a lot of Diamondback right there. Diamondbacks. They got a bunch of. Yeah, they got they got Padres, man. Padres, Diamondbacks, Reds, and Brewers. So not not like no, not easy no, either. No not slouches. easy either. Not easy either. That's very Again, interesting that, that, that it's the Brewers. That, that, at that the division, end. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be super interesting. Well, my question my, my question for you is: Would you rather play the Brewers in the final, or would you rather play the Padres? Probably the Padres, actually, because okay. the Brewers have an amazing pitching staff. Okay. So if you're the Dodgers going against the the Brewers, it's probably gonna be low scoring games. It's gonna be Scherzer versus Burns versus like Woodruff. Like you're gonna it's gonna be like five four type. Well, thing. then if you have that though, who, who's pitching? Who's hitting? Are you gonna go with? Offensively, it's probably the Dodgers. Are they home or away? Uh, let's find out. Um, if it doesn't. It doesn't. It's if it doesn't say at, that, that means it's it, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, home. Yeah. So they finish at home. I call it now. Dodgers get swept. Final three games at home. Uh, the 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 Brewers, Brewers get, get Brewers swept get swept in L.A. In L.A. The last three games of the year, and the Dodgers win the division by one and a half games, or okay. one game, one game. Listen, their last two series are hard. It's Padres and Brewers. So, and then the I think the Padres. Giants. I, I think the Padres get knocked down by them a little bit. Mm-hmm. They need to go in and they need to fight the uh, the Giants to make the postseason. Yep. And that ends up being that the Padres pull off a couple of wins at the end, and you get the flip flop. Mm-hmm. You get an inversion on yep. the stand. I could totally I'm st- see that. I'm still going. I'm going Dodgers. I also think, just back to the NL East for a second, I think that's decided within the next couple of weeks. I think somebody's going to pull away, and then it'll be pitiful for them to the, catch the them. The thing is, is that like baseball is such about how hot are you now, right? And the reality is, is that as cold as the Mets seem, mm-hmm. and as hot as the Phillies are, the Mets are still in first place. Sure. But so my thing is, yes, they are in first place right now. They're only a half game up, but they're also going into probably the hardest part of their schedule over the next four weeks. A thousand percent. I think the Mets get hot, though. I, I would love to see and that. I, and I, I would love to see that. I don't that. know if it's now, but I think the Mets the Mets can't be as bad as they've been right this second. No, they, they shouldn't be. Right? I think they, they figured out. They, averages. I think like early in the season they were also struggling, right? Yep. And I think what they did was they just kind of went back to the core of the game. Yep. They were kind of, like we remember they were they were bunting, doing scrappy different stuff. Yep. They had injuries. They were still winning. You know they've been in first bench place. Mob, for, bench mob. Yep. I think they'll pull that out. I I actually think in the next couple of weeks because of how important these games are and who they're playing, I think it lights a fire under them. I think also the AL East. We've been talking about it. It's going to be so interesting with the way this ends up. Because where do you think it is? I don't think the Yankees win. I don't think the Yankees win either. I also don't think the Blue Jays pull it off. But, I mean, the Red Sox – I could see the Red Sox making a little jump because they're only a game and a half back right now. The Rays lost their big arm in glass now for the season for sure now. And Um, and that's that's where, to me, like, that's that's the bigger point, I would say, mm -hmm. is that they lost their pitching – and when you put strain on a pitching staff and you don't bolster it, your your thing is as the season goes more and more and more, you're exposed over time. Yep. And I just look you at the, that at the Rays all the time. I look at the Rays right now and without Glasnow coming back, which at one point in time, rumor was he was trying to come back. Mm-hmm. He was trying to rehab it. He did the six week rehabilitation thing. They then assessed the arm mm-hmm. and they were like, It's not healing. We gotta go for surgery. Yep. Right? Um, which means he's also out next year. Yep. And the the thing for me is I look at the the Sox and I look at the Schwarber edition and I look at just adding that oomph into a lineup. Mm-hmm. And at the end of a season, 
hitting starts to overtake some of the pitching for that back end. Yep. So teams with great offense start to win. It's why I think the Yankees don't like get as stressed out every year. We're always like, where are they at? What are they doing? And it's like they know that they're built based off the law of averages, and they know that their offense is going to start to go against tired arms. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they start smashing some more home runs, and they win some yep. more games with their offense. And they just added some big bats. I, I think the Sox end up taking it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Sox win that, okay. win that division. AL Central I think is a lock. White Sox, they're nine and a half games up on the Indians. And this is major fall <laughs> after that. So I'm white, yeah. the White Sox, and they just got Kimbrel. They got uh, Cesar Hernandez. The Kimbrel move, I think, was super interesting. Huge, huge. Right? Because you have Liam, and then mm-hmm. you're like, you know what we're going to do? Double down. Yep. And I love that because that's the huge. reality is, is that's also a postseason move. Yep. That is a postseason For a stud, guy who's been in the postseason. Stud move because yep. you now have two guys at the end that you can alternate nights. They're like, oh, man, we can't pitch this guy three nights in a row on show. You don't have to. Yep. This guy's going to come out. Hey, we're, we're now in the eighth inning. If you get to the eighth inning and you're against the White Sox, it's a wrap. You're done. Like, turn on Enter Sandman. Yep. Right? Like, it's over. Right? Go to sleep. Shut the TV off. These two guys are going to come out and wax your team. Yep. And, and I think that that was an uh, incredible postseason move. Absolutely loved and it. And they didn't need to do a regular season move because, like you said, they have a nine-and-a-half game lead. Yep. Easy. I'm going to win the regular season. Yep. And then AL West, it's going to be interesting down the stretch. The Astros are in first right now. Athletics only four games back. But I don't really see them taking it over, honestly. I think the Astros have been playing really well. A lot of postseason experience. I think they'll figure it out down the stretch and, and hold on to that, which will make the wild card super interesting. How far back are the Angels? Ten. Insurmountable. Yes. What's their record? 55 and 54. It is the heartbreak of this show. Yep. That show high, Otani, is going to win the MVP. And no team is going to have more MVPs in the last decade plus than this freaking team. Yep. And they're going to again. Miss the postseason. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say if Trout came back, I could see them getting ultra hot. Sure, but they but needed be... they needed to have acquired some pitching. Yep, they needed to acquire a starting pitcher to get that team to where it is. Mm-hmm. But Walsh has been out. Yep, Rendon's been out, and Trout's been out. So the Super. greatest player in the game today. Shohei Otani. Yep. Is missing his Robin in Mike Trout. Yep. And the homie just needs to come back to support Shohei's greatness. Yep. Just to just we we haven't done a Shohei a Shohei watch in a little bit. Just just a little update on his stats right now. He's batting 270. 37 which, home which is runs. down a little bit. Sure. But his, we said we said he would average out at 270 for his average and, yep, then, and yep, whatever yep, else. Yep. 37 home runs, he's slugging 655. He has 1,015 OPS. And then on the flip side for pitching, he's been absolutely slaying it. Uh, his ERA, where the heck did it go? He's sub two again. Sub two, I believe. I think it's a two, th- two seven. Where the heck is pitching? He has a 293 right now. Yep. So killing it. Uh, and he's got 106 strikeouts in 86 yep. innings pitched. Yep. 
And uh, what's his walks like? His his walk ratio has been getting so much better. Oh yeah, if you look so, at his splits, yep. Since again the All Star break, the thing that you'll notice is his hitting has gotten markedly worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. He's been stuck in like the 30, 37 homers for a little bit. Now. He he'd been stuck there for for a long while now. Yeah. A, a very a very very long while. Uh, and I hope he comes out of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I'm trying to pull up right now his uh, his first half, second half pitching stats, mm-hmm. and his strikeout to walk ratio in the in the second half, mm-hmm. nineteen to one. That's oh. in the first half was two point four nine to one. It is nineteen to one. His batting average against in the first half was 195. Mm-hmm. It's 174. His on-base percentage in the first half because of those walks was a 310 on-base percentage. Mm-hmm. It is a 197 on-base percentage he's, in the second in. half. His in. OPS against was nothing in the first half. Mm-hmm. 627. That's a bad hitter. Yep. Right? That's a that's a below-grade hitter. His OPS in the second half has been 502. 502. His BABIP is down, which means that he's getting a little bit lucky with some of the stuff, I'd assume. Mm-hmm. But it also means he's not. And his ERA in the second half so far is a .95. He has been Jacob DeGrom in the second half. Yep. Absolutely slaying it. Now, he's pretty much it's a lock for MVP. It's got to be a lock Everybody's for MVP. Everybody's been it, saying it. it. If, if, you, if you vote against it, you're just being spiteful. You can't facts. not recognize. If, if, and it, borderline, if he's not unanimous... I'm 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 curious. Mm-hmm. So his second half, he his bat has been below standard. Yep. His batting average in the second half has been a 229. Right. Mm-hmm. It has been carried by a still ever present, but very below where he was slugging percentage of 471 and an on base percentage of 341. So he's walking a lot more in the second half, which is carrying him a bit. Mm-hmm. His OPS in the first half was over a thousand. His OPS right now 813. Still an 813. Is a high-end player. Yep. And on top of that, he's been the most dominating pitcher of the second half. He has flip-flopped his greatness. He said, oh, hold my beer. I'm just, oh, Jacob, so so I'm the best hitter in the first half, and I'm hitting better, more home runs than everybody else. You know what I'm going to do in the second half? I'm going to pitch better than Jacob deGrom was in the first half. It's so freaking stupid how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. And I still think it's going to be underappreciated. For what we're witnessing. Yep. And we were so far ahead of everybody else with this claim. But it's the, this is the greatest season in baseball history. And the fact that this do, isn't like... The fact that the back pages of newspapers aren't talking about this. Like every week with an Otani watch like we do. Mm-hmm. Like they did when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds were hitting home runs. Oh my God, the chasing... Guys... He's crushing Babe Ruth right now. He is tearing Babe Ruth's life apart right this minute. Yep. And nobody's recognizing it. And I think that that's been the most shocking is that, like, because it's not home runs in the second half, it's his pitching, Mm -hmm. it's kind of gone dark on Otani. Yes, absolutely. He's a .95 ERA. Nobody can touch him. And that's why, again, he he looked at his team and said, you know what my team needs at the All-Star break? A dominating pitcher. Yes. So I'm just going to dominate pitching. I'm going to stop taking BP as much, and I'm going to start, you know, 
replacing it with <laughs> replacing it with uh, my, my pitching coach. Yep. I'll spend less time in the cage. I'll spend less time, you know, looking at the the the, the machine inside. I'm just I'm going to pitch, so I'll just be the best pitcher in the world. It's stupid, and I'm I I hate the Angels. They're probably the team I hate the most in the entire world. Yep, you just ruin it. Cause it just greatness is loving here, mm-hmm. and like a trout. I also I'm pissed off at Trout. You wait for what? Because he's I'm, not healthy. Because he's not healthy. <laughs> I'm pissed off at Trout because he's get not healthy. healthy. Like ser- seriously though, like every year, like and, and this is it's this. I admit this isn't logical. What I'm about to say, sure, not at all. Mike Trout has no help, and puts up just whatever numbers every single year. Right, he goes out, he crushes it. He's one of the best players in the game. Everything's magical. Blah 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 blah. But then he gets help, and he has a guy having the greatest season ever, and he hasn't played a game yep. in months. And then all the people they brought in or who are who were supposed to play well get hurt, and then it's like. Okay, we're back to square one. We just have one guy who's going to be the MVP, and everybody else is hurt or bad. Like I don't even, I don't even care about the other guys not playing. How do I, how do I look at the greatness of Mike Trout? Like this is the point in his career that Alex Rodriguez got to, where people got so bored. This is where LeBron has been for a long time mm-hmm. now. We're so bored by how good you are that I have to start giving you new things that you have to also be good at. Right, I can't let you just keep being good at the things that you're obviously good at. It's like, okay, so now I need to give you other things. I have to justify you against other people. right? So LeBron, you're doing things that no one else has ever done ever. So we're going to make up some things that you also have to be great at. You have to go undefeated in the finals. Oh, you didn't do that. <laughs> so that's how I'll now degrade you is because, oh, the guy I love, he hasn't done any of the things you've done. But you haven't done this one thing he's done. So we're going to mm-hmm. look at that as the thing. Yeah. Great. Tell me how Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback ever because he lost. Right? Like, well, he's got – he's still better. Mm-hmm. It's it's Trout has to win in the playoffs. That's it. He has to win in, in a big situation. And if he was playing right now while Otani was doing this, I'd have to believe they're in the conversation of winning that division. Yeah, probably. Just on their offense alone. All Just you need on the, offense. All you need the pitching is to do is mediocre. And he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss this year. Yep. He's gonna come back when it's too late. And you know what he's gonna do? They're gonna start to crush and start to kill. And you're gonna be like next year. And something next year will happen. Yep. And he won't be able to will them to victory. And it's like, dude, I forget who I forget who said it. It might have been might have been Pence. We don't want to see Mike Trout in his old age on a different team trying to make it to the World Series. Yep. I want him in his prime on whatever team. I know the team. In the playoffs. It's not going to be the Mets. It's going to be the Mets. I would love that, but it's not going to be. He, w- I, I would tell you that Cohen, so, so Cohen it, would trade everything that we have. Bill, what's your trade? I, we've we had this conversation a million times. This offseason, the Mets want to trade for a premier center fielder in Mike Trout. What is, what's the package? I will trade you. McGill, who's shown to be a valuable pitching asset. Mm-hmm. I will trade you Dom Smith, who's shown to be a good bat and an and a average to above average outfielder. Mm-hmm. I will trade you Francisco Alvarez, 
the number one catching prospect in all of baseball and the number one prospect in the Mets minor leagues. I will trade you Ronnie Mercurio. I can't even say his last name. Mauricio. Mauricio. Ronnie Mauricio. I will trade you the number two prospect in our organization. I will trade you Brett Beatty, the number three prospect in our organization. And I will trade you both of our first round picks for next year's draft. And I will trade you cash to give you money to do whatever with you want. Mm -hmm. To take on the million the 50 million dollars a year you're paying trout and i'll do anything else you want to give us trout <laughs> at that point in time right who else can I, i'll give you i'll give you pete alonzo as well <laughs> right so so hear me out this seems this seems crazy right what does it actually do to the mets well we need it now. We need first base help. So you need to you you. So your left fielder can just be Nemo, sure. And you could decide that you're just going to re-sign Conforto if you want to. Yeah. Right. And you have Mike Trout playing center field. You still have Francisco, or you still have uh uh, uh Lindor, right? Yep. You still have uh, Javi Baez potentially can get re-signed by you. Mm-hmm. You are gonna sign a one-year deal with Syndergaard. I would say you're still gonna have Degrom. Mm-hmm. You're still going to go out and sign one more pitcher. You're going to bring up Mark Vientos, who was the player of the month for the Mets last month, mm-hmm. who is the same age as Beatty. He's four months older. He mashes. And at double-A, he's got like 20-something home runs this year. He's a, he, But he's a first baseman, most likely. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep McNeil or Davis where they are, and you're going to trade the other one to bring in whatever else you need. Your bullpen is set. Yep. You have no problem. The Mets are the are the are the best team still in the National League. And it's your an and your, and the money that you're paying out is just really not as high as everybody thinks because Cespedes still has money on this year's payroll. So people are counting Cespedes money. Mm-hmm. People are still counting Robbie Cano money. That money's not going to be there next year on their salary cap. Yep. So you're also still counting Dylan Patanza's money. Mm-hmm. That's ten million. That's coming off. Yep. Right. You're you're counting that you've got twenty million dollars lined up inside of uh, Stroman that you're going to move to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that you're paying for Syndergaard this year is the same money you're going to pay him next year yep. for him to resign. You're still going to have Taiwan Walker. That team still banks. Yep. You still have Brian McCann. James McCann. James McCann. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I always do I'm, that. I hate with my names. Right? So the, so the trade package, I want to put this together as a post. So yeah. I'm going to keep Pete Alonzo out. So just for the moment. Dom Smith. Yes. Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill. Alvarez. Beatty. Two first-round picks. Am I and, missing? And, and Ronnie. And Ronnie. Right. Okay. So to put it in perspective, Berrios, who just got traded, got traded for two prospects that are worse than the three prospects I just – I just gave up. Yep. Worse than the two prospects, the three prospects I just gave up. So we're at least just in prospects, just in known prospects. I am giving up more prospects that would acquire us a Barrios level player. Mm-hmm. I'm giving up more prospects. That's who they wanted, by the way. They wanted Alvarez, and I think it was Beatty. They wanted Alvarez and one of uh, uh, any assortment of players. Right. So the, one of the players that they potentially were looking for was J.D. Davis. Okay. And the Mets balked at J.D. Davis and 
sending Alvarez. So that again shows you. Which was because they, they are not feeling all the faith that they're going to make it. So they were like, but, no, but even outside of that, it's not the faith. It's that Alvarez is most likely going to be the backup catcher at worst at the end of next year. So do you move Nito? So that's the question is Tomas might not be there. Well, right? if, we're, if we're moving Pete in this trade, you can go stick Jimmy at first. Great first so, baseman. <laughs> so he can go and he can switch over and yeah. he can go there. Right. So there, there's a lot of, and again, I think Vientos is, Vientos is a is is a great spring training away mm-hmm. from being a problem for them. Yeah, because the reality is for the Mets is the reason the Mets. So so again, where this this has become the Mets podcast. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Right, <laughs> it's a hybrid podcast today. The, the the Mets have Vientos, who's absolutely banging and is 21, 22 years old. Beatty is the same age. Beatty is hitting solid, but he's having to adjust to Double A a little bit more. Vientos struggled in the beginning of the year, found his Double A swing. Mm. Vientos is going to go and potentially finish up and get a couple at-bats maybe in AAA, but I could also see a world where that man is a September call-up. It's very possible. If the Mets are in a good position. He's been playing left field one out of every three games, which is what the Mets have been doing with their third first baseman guys in the minors Mm -hmm. because they right now they're looking and they're like, Pete is at first and we have a lot of guys at third. And we have a lot of guys who also are great third basemen in the minor. Ronnie might need to move to third. He might not be a shortstop, mm-hmm. especially because we have Alvarez. And if we re-sign Baez, second and short are, are, are sewed up for five years mm-hmm. plus. Yep. Right? So you're in a situation where the only breakthrough is going to be third outfield. Yep. Right? JD is hit. So it's hard to move from him. He's a young, cost-controlled guy who, who has an 800-plus OPS every single year. Yep. So they're going to let Conforto walk. Yeah, that's that seems, that's the easy choice. Conforto's walking right now, and you're going to be in a situation where Dom Smith's going to stay in left, or he's going to move to right because you trust him more in right, and you're going to put a guy like Vientos might win left field. So like the, the Mets have too much guys about to hit at the same positions at the same time and not enough premium high-end talent. Move it all together and go get a guy like Trout. And I, those three guys I just offered... Those three cats is more than what got done for Trey Turner and Scherzer. Yep. They sent, what, their top pitching prospects, a catcher, and somebody else. So basically, like, what the, the Mets' top guys were. It was just never it's what was going to happen with the Nationals because Scherzer the, wouldn't go there. For sure. And the Mets' top guys that I'm sending is not also discounting the fact that 26-year-old Tyler McGill looks like he can pitch at the MLB level. Yep. So you're getting an MLB guy who steps in right away and improves your, your rotation. I'm sending you Dom Smith, who also immediately goes into left field for you guys and can play and can hit at a at a starting caliber fifteen to twenty million dollar a year level. Mm-hmm. And three prospects that would have been good enough to get Scherzer and Turner and Tyler McGill. And two first round picks. Yeah. Which they could then They go- can say no, but this trade's not crazy. No, that you, for, you're you're providing a fuck ton of value, and for the Mets, <laughs> and for 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 a Mets team that has no problem taking on the money, mm-hmm. money us up. We'll take the money all day. We'll 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 pay a hundred percent of the contract. We'll pay you some of of anybody's contract you want us sending over. I, how do the Angels look at that and truly say no? Say you gotta for the first time in your life sit back and say we have Rendon locked up on money that won't move at this point. Mm-hmm. We have Shohei coming up 
on his last year of his contract. And he's potentially going to need to, if he does this again, he's you're, you're, you're signing him to a 10-year, $500 million contract. Like, it's over. He That's what you're going to have to give him. You cannot have two of those guys on one team with Rendon. Walsh, Walsh is going to need money. Yep. Guys, great, great player, great value. You have to move someone, and the 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 guy you could get for Trout, three top one hundred players, two first round picks, two starters. How do you say no? That's now right. I'm sure there's other teams in the league who would come up, and this would end up being a bidding war. Let's get after it. Let's see mm-hmm. what it is. If you're a Mets fan, you you sign up for that because the 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 other talent on the team, right? The DeGroms, the Syndergaards, the Lindors, Pete Alonzo, right? Are all so good that adding in Trout, your lineup is one of the best lineups in the league. Defensively, you're good. Mm-hmm. And then on top of all of that, your pitching staff will be a borderline studs to above average. You have a window of five years you can win, win the World Series. Yep. You open up a five-year window of World Series runs. Pay the money, go after it. Nobody on the Dodgers comes close to being as good as the top three players on the Mets at that point. It would definitely be an interesting lineup. And I think, too, with the way this trade, trade deadline unfolded, I think the Mets offseason will be very active. Oh, they, they have so much money. Yeah. Like, again, I, I, they're, I they're would say spin. this is finally going to be the offseason where Steve had his first year to get his feet wet, figure out everything, and now it's like, all right, cool. Next year, we're getting after it. We're going to go win. They also have too many guys on the roster who can play. Yeah. Like, the yep. reality is, is that you have a real serious conversation coming up of what are you going to do with Jeff McNeil. So every time I play MLB The Show, <laughs> I trade Jeff McNeil to the Yankees for Glaber Torres. Okay. Right? And the reason I do that is because I flip-flop my cost control and I put Glaber at second for the Mets and I move McNeil. And McNeil's a better player for the first 18 months of that And he's a lefty bat. Of that deal, right? Yep. And he plays real well for them and everything else is good. But by the time I get to the last two or three years of, of having that guy who I can get for McNeil, that guy's now outperforming what McNeil's ceiling was. And now I'm in this really, really spicy window of I got late 20s Lindor. I got DeGrom still pitching. I got Syndergaard still pitching. I've got young developmental guys coming up. I trade McNeil every time. Yep. If you're, I hate that that's like it's getting more and more attractive to move. You have him. to. You yeah. have to. He doesn't hit for a huge pop. He has enough batting average, but he'd play up for another organization. Mm-hmm. And you look at what the the, the – the, uh, you look at what Pittsburgh got for a second baseman in the same level, same age bracket, and you say, that brings in a good prospect. Yep. Right? And I think, obviously, with the addition of Javi, it makes it even harder because he very arguably is better glove and oh, more he's, upside. He's, he's a better glove. Yeah. And uh, m- more upside very often with the bat. So I would just love to see Javi maybe get his average up a little bit, strikeouts down. I think that's that's my only thing with that. But other than that, having a seven twenty OPS and you got a, a gonna have two seventy on base season. percentage. We're yeah. struggling here. Yeah, we're struggling. A little, here. little lopsided, but that's my that's my only thing with him. I and I think next year he'll figure it out. Um, but we've seen the electric too. Yes, absolutely. No, it's then that's the thing too. Is there 
there's more of that in there for him. Yeah. So it's there's too many attractive pieces that's going to make him have to move. There's also it just seems like there's too many good players for the Mets to be sucking this much on offense. Yep. Yep, I think everybody's hit their slump at the same time, and it's really unhelpful. And the question is, will they all hit their hot streak at the same time? Hopefully in about four hours from when this podcast is recorded when we play the Phillies. Guys, let us know in the comments. Do you think the Mets are going to go on fire? Also, what was the biggest surprise move at the trade deadline? Comment below. We appreciate you guys listening to us. We'll see you next time. Later. Baseball lifestyle. That's my lifestyle. <laughs>